We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant. Get ready for a transformation. Do you want to love on God because that's your desire? Or because God is the only way to get what you desire? For a person who is growing spiritually, God's ways are enough. He doesn't always have to see a physical manifestation before you can judge God faithful. So you prayed and God did not answer in the way that you wanted him to answer. And then you throw a tantrum. That's something my son used to do when he was three. As you grow spiritually, you seek the face of God sincerely. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait. Sometimes he's quiet. In all of this, at the end of the day, you come out the better person. The storm within sometimes needs to be calm before the storm without. But we are looking out. We want to see the hand of God. We want to see all the studio effects and the soundtrack that comes with it. We must judge him faithful, whether he does what we said he should do or not. Matthew 12 verse 39, very interesting that Jesus said this. And he answered them and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Isn't that weird? So if your intention, your purpose is just a sign. He says no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. As we grow spiritually, we are less concerned about signs. We are more concerned about the heart of God. We are more concerned about the face of God. We are more concerned about Lord Jesus. How do you feel about this thing? Let's grow to the point that we can trust his face. Even when we can't see his hand. But here comes the best part of it. The person that has the face also has the hand. And as we seek his face, the hand will reach us at the best time possible. Hallelujah. When the world says, curse God and die like Job's wife, will you be able to hold on to Jesus and say no? It's very easy to talk about Job's wife. How could she say that? Some of us have said worse. God, you didn't do this, so I'm not serving you anymore. God, this didn't happen, so I won't pay my tithe. The truth is this. The church of God is marching on, and the gates of hell can never prevail. Each time I have an opportunity to give to the Lord, for example, I count myself fortunate and blessed. Because the truth is, if I don't give, the work of God will continue. And I'm just helping God to see that he really did not need me after all. Amen. Kingdom influencers, the question today is, his ways or his acts? His face or his hands? 
my prayer is that we will grow to the point that we pick his ways and his face. Amen. The third point I'll be sharing, the quality of your service changes. I use that word intentionally. The quality of your service changes. You understand and demonstrate that your service is as unto the Lord, not to man and not to be seen. Amen. Leviticus 2 verse 11. Leviticus 2 verse 11. It says, No grain offering which you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. For you shall burn no leaven nor any honey in any offering to the Lord made by fire. When the Lord showed me this scripture many years ago, I didn't understand how food got into the business of spiritual things. And then he asked me a question. What does leaven do? It makes something look bigger than it actually is. What does honey do? It makes something taste sweeter than it actually is. And the Lord said to me, leaven represents hype. Your service should not be with hype. I will be very, very clear to break this down so you don't get the wrong message. When we say hype, in other words, you're serving God. But the truth about it is that you're adding to your service things that are more for man than for God. That's the hype in this context. For example, I'm walking into Lofty Heights and I'm late for a service or a program. Nobody's in the foyer. All the ushers are all, you know, busy doing one thing or the other. And what do I do? I stroll, take my time. The following day, I'm walking in and I'm late. And I see Lady T standing there. What do I do? I walk faster and I go, I said, bet you, man. That's hype. Thank you. Lady T said, I service. No, that's not the kind of offering God expects of us. No grain offering shall be with leaven, nor with honey. Serve God because it is God. Whether the pastor is there or not, whether your unit lead will notice or not, be there when you should be. Now I'm going to go a little more close or closer. Amen. You're going to help somebody do something. It's going to cost you a lot, either financially or otherwise. But guess what? When you're done with the favor, there's nobody to share the testimony of how you helped. There's nobody to say, oh, thank God for this person. The question is, will you still help? Or will you do less when people are there that they don't know you? If you act differently when a physical person is somewhere than when the person is out, that's hype. That's not the kind of service that God expects. We thank God for his expressions because I believe they are not like this. But I'm talking to those who are. If you sing better when you are the lead than when you back up, that's hype. Hallelujah. At this point, I think I'm glad I'm not in Regina Church. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
If you dance better because you are the one leading praise or worship, and the day you're back up, you're here, and the leader is saying, let's lift up your voices, and you're like this. But the day it is you, can we dance, Regina? Something is wrong, and it's hype. Hallelujah. God expects us to grow beyond that. If nobody will notice your absence, will you be present? As unto God, not unto man. Jesus made reference to this in Matthew 16, verse 11. Matthew 16, 11. He said, how is it that you do not understand that I spoke it not to you concerning bread, but that you should beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? There is a living that is attached to religiosity. Christianity is not a religion. It's a way of life. We must understand that our focus and priority should be what will God say, not what will people say or what will pastors say. I remember several years ago in my church back in Nigeria, there was this thing that was just all over. Okay, and what should be the length of somebody's skirt, whether the person should wear shorts, whether it was just so much at that time. And so my people, I was the head of a unit. So they came up to me and they were like, Jimmy, what do you think about this? I know, I just know it was by the Spirit of God. I said to them, anything you cannot wear to go and evangelize, you have no business wearing it. And they went quiet. That was the answer I received. So you're not dressing because somebody will see you or not see you. It's true it's a gala night, but guess what? If you're God's child, Jesus went with you. So my question is, are you a good representation of that Jesus? There's a way you can be classy and covered. There's a way you can look so good that only kings and queens will come near you. We must understand that the priority is what will God say. Growing spiritually, our service should be according to 1 Corinthians 5 verse 8. From the Amplified Classic, please, if you have it. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 8. It says, Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old living, not with living of vice and malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of purity, nobility, honor, and sincerity, and unadulterated truth. So it can be truth, but if it's adulterated, that's not the kind of service that God expects from us. Amen. Number four, you know and understand your kingdom identity. You understand that you're a son and a daughter of the Most High. You value that relationship above and beyond anything else. Anyone who doesn't love and appreciate you because you're helplessly in love with Jesus is not worth your time. Some people have a life outside. They have a life with their parents. They have a separate life when they are in school or on campus. Understand that who you are is the child of the Most High God. You represent the King. You are an ambassador. 
if Jesus looks down and somebody fails, he should be able to say, let's pick this person to do that work. But if you don't know who you are, whose you are, and why you were created, how will you be able to stand into those shoes, step into those shoes, and do the bidding of your king? 2 Corinthians 6 verse 18, I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Wow. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty ruler, is calling me his daughter. There is no greater honor. There is no other title. There is no greater title than that. What does a child do? A child honors his father. A child makes requests, not complaints. Many years ago, the Lord said to me, the slave murmurs, a child asks. When you, you come before me, what are you doing? Murmuring or asking. It would be very weird if any of my children come to me one afternoon and say, Mommy, oh, mommy, I'm about to die. Mommy, remember two years ago, I asked for this toy you didn't give me. Last year, I asked for this, you didn't do this. I would be staring at the child and wondering what has gone wrong. There's a way a child comes to a father, especially one that has pleased the father. There's a confidence they have in that father. And they can boldly open their mouth and say, Lord, I need help. Lord, I need this. Lord, at this time, I need this. That's what a child does. Murmuring is the language of slaves. A slave is in the back room saying, this is our boss. We don't know what kind of person he is. We don't even know whether if we ask him, he will give. Have you asked? Have you asked? A child identifies with the things his father loves and, and celebrates. My question is, what things are we proud of? What things do we talk about with joy? What things do we advertise? What things do we like on social media? The last time you pressed like, what was it all about? An unbeliever who doesn't fear God is doing something that God is so displeased of and you dare to take your finger and press like, Whose child are you? Whose child are you? What things do we celebrate? There are some people, they have a ministry of destroying men of God. I told someone once, person asked me a question. Oh, he heard this person, a particular woman of God. Um, asked for a particular seed in a church, that what do I feel about it? And I asked him a question. I said, the truth about it is this. Did you respond to the call? She asked for a seed. He said, no. I said, one more question. Has your life improved since you didn't respond? And he went quiet. Be very careful. I will say this as a word of caution. I'm not here to say everybody is called. I'm not here to say everybody that has a title is called. But the truth about it is this. 
you need to be very, very careful. If the lives of those you continually criticize are continually better than yours, then there's a problem. That's all I'll say about that. Hallelujah. The Lord give you understanding. Can we refrain from the status quo and celebrate the scripture code? There's a status quo. In other words, this is how we should look. This is how we should sound. When you're in the supermarket and someone calls you on your phone, especially your parents, you know, when many of us from like Nigeria and some other parts, it's always something we look forward to. Your parent calls you and says a word of prayer. But guess what? You're in Walmart. And you're like, oh, yes, mom. Yeah, that's good. Oh, mom, I'm so happy to hear that. And she begins to pray. May the Lord bless you. And what happens? Amen. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Yap, 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 yap. Mom, I'll call you later. What do you think you're doing? Are you sure there is no grace around that prayer at that time? That you're just about to dismiss because you want to look okay. I was in one of the big supermarkets here um, back when I was in Regina. And a man was, maybe he was upset about something. He was holding a four-year-old boy. And he was walking through the aisle. He was clearly upset. And he began to swear. He didn't care who was listening. I was particularly upset because he was holding a child. But the truth is, he said he used the B word. He used the, all the words you can imagine. But here you are. You were talking normally like a normal person who you are. And then suddenly they say, may God cause you to prosper. And you go, yep, yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. How did we get here? How did we get to the point where we cannot... You were having a conversation. I'm not saying stand in the middle of the supermarket and shout, Amen. No, that's something else. It's your phone. You have your personal space. It's okay to say Amen. Somebody released a song many years ago. He said, why does the devil have all the good music? And I thought it through. I meditated on that song. And God told me very simply, an unbeliever releases a song that is not godly and makes no sense. And what happens? Every unbeliever buys it and then 75% of Christians buy it. A Christian by the Spirit of God releases an album. 25% of Christians buy it. And no unbeliever buys it. Who is wiser? Your latest um, recently played songs. Some of you are already thinking back. What are the contents of that song? One day I had the pleasure of ministering in a fellowship many years ago. And then cell phones had just come out then. And I said, I want you to play out your ringtone. You should have seen the stares some people gave me. Like, how dare you? Why do you have a ringtone you cannot play in church? How did we get here? How did we get here? Are you afraid to identify with Jesus and all that he symbolizes? Are you afraid to say yay and amen? 
Someone sang a song. He said, what if we say Jesus real loud? Now, let me tell you the most painful part of that. If somebody out of joy, maybe you get a, um, an email that, you know, something you've been waiting for, and you shout, praise God. The born-again Christians are the ones that will turn their face and do like they don't know you. Jesus identified with us. The least we can do is identify with him. The fifth thing I'll be sharing on now, we're talking about what? Signs of spiritual growth. You allow the Lord to lead you and to interrupt your life. I touched on this during one of our Seeky First programs. For those that don't know, our Seeky First program is something we have every morning, Monday to Friday, 6 to 6.30 on Zoom. And it's a time we come together and fellowship together in God's presence. The Lord said to me clearly, he said, if I cannot interrupt you, I cannot lead you. So that checklist, that plan that you have, yes, that plan is great. It looks awesome. But is your to-do list more important than his my will list? There's a to-do list, which is the one we make, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of organizing and planning. But there is a my will list that supersedes the to-do list. Kingdom influencers, when to-do meets my will, which one bows? To-do should bow. But is that our reality? Can God obtain your plans? Yes, you're going this way. You're used to going that way. That's your usual route to church or to work. But one day you're about to drive out and the Spirit of God nudges you and says, take the back road. What do you do? You tell God that you have Google Map. You tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, did you hear what Google just said? Can God upturn your plans? When you're not submitted, when you're not totally submitted to the interruptions of God, then he can't need you. Revelations 3 verse 20. Revelations 3 verse 20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Hallelujah. Jesus can only come in and dine when you and I are open. How can you be in trouble if Jesus is dining with you? There's a criteria. I stand at the door and I knock. Which door is that? The door of your experience. The door of the things you're used to. The door of how skillful you are. I stand at the door and I knock. Open and Jesus comes in and he dines with you. The best part of it is that when Jesus dines with you, he pays for the other. And don't expect God to pay for what he didn't order. However, God wants us to go beyond that point of him knocking before we open. We should leave open to the Spirit of God. 
If Jesus has to knock, he comes in and he dines. But guess what? In Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 2. Acts chapter 2, 1 to 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The Lord said to me, he said, the reason why a lot of people have not seen my might is not because I'm not powerful enough. It's because you have not let me in. You've not grown to a point where you allow him. Do you want to experience the raw power of God? Keep an open heart. Live an open life. Open to what? Open to the spirit of God. The same God who parted the Red Sea is still here and can still part the Red Sea. The question is, why don't we see it? Because we've not let him be God. The size of what God will manifest in your life is not dependent on him. He doesn't shrink. If I'm looking at a dinosaur that is 150 feet tall, and I decide to take a glass that makes things smaller than they are, what do you think I will see? Barney. Barney the dinosaur. Is that your God? God said many times we are restricted in how much we can see God move because we don't let him be God. We don't say, Holy Spirit, do your thing. We don't say, Holy Spirit, we are ready. Anyway, you want to take us, we will go. As we grow spiritually, we begin to give the Holy Spirit unrestricted access. The key word there is unrestricted. So in other words... What it means is what? Unrestricted. Hallelujah. Finally, you begin to accept that the greatest conquest is that of self. I'll say that again. You begin to accept that the greatest conquest is that of self. The fruit of the spirit is self-control. Not neighbor control. Not boss control. Not spouse control. It gets to a point that, yes, you can do it, but you ask yourself, is it lawful or is it expedient? Somebody annoys you or says something offensive. Yes, you have a mouth and you can answer back. But the question is, is that a manifestation of self-control? Matthew 27, 13 to 14. When Jesus was before Pilate, what happened? He said, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? Bible says, but he answered him not one word. So that the governor marveled. Some of us, what will make your enemy to marvel is your ability to keep quiet. Have you ever prayed, oh Lord, keep my mouth shut? Hallelujah to Jesus. If you're in marriage, you will pray that prayer. By pain or by reality. Oh, you will pray that prayer. You're about to give an answer and you just go, hmm. And if you're like some other, they just start to rap and shock. And your, girl, your spouse is like, were you about to say something? No, rack up or shake it. They get back. Kingdom influencers. We must grow by the spirit. And God is calling us to something higher. 
God is calling us to something more beautiful. I'm sure some of you will be wondering why I didn't talk about the issue of giving when we talk about spiritual growth. One, because that's not the title. Two, Jesus said in his word, where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. So right now, this morning, if all I've, God has used me to do is to redirect your heart back to him, that's okay. I'm not worried about your pulse. It will naturally follow the direction of your heart. In conclusion, Ephesians 4 verse 15, the amplified version. He says, but speaking the truth in love, in all things, both our speech and our lives, expressing his truth. He says, let us grow up in all things into him. We are expected to grow into God, into Jesus, following his example, who is the head, Christ. Shall we stand to our feet? Hallelujah to Jesus. I believe somebody has been recalibrated. I believe that somebody here, your focus has changed from hand to face. That from today, your service would improve to the glory of God. Can we shut our eyes and say, Lord, help us. Father, help us to grow spiritually. Help us, Lord, that we may mature in spiritual things. That our prayer points will change, oh God. Help us. Help us, help us in Jesus' name. In Lofty Heights, we don't like to bring the service to an end without giving someone an opportunity to know Jesus. If you haven't invited Jesus into your heart, there's no way you can grow because you've not even been planted. Whether you're in the Regina Church at this time or you're watching online, I want you to shut your eyes and you've not given your heart to Jesus. In other words, you are not born again. I want you to please repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. And you rose for my sake. I receive you this day into my heart. I ask, O oh Lord, that you will be my Lord and my master. No longer will I follow my own ways. No longer will I walk like someone that has no direction. I receive your help as I grow day by day. I receive your grace as I grow up in all things into you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.